listening to episode 12 of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. Today, we're talking about the technology platform and practice platform polarity. This is a critical polarity in healthcare today as leaders nationally and locally examine the relationship between increased burden of documentation and undue clinician stress and burnout. You won't want to miss this one, folks. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. We're so grateful you've joined us today. I'm Tracy. And I'm Michelle. We've been interprofessional partners in healthcare for over 30 years. During that time, we've been engaged in healthcare transformation and the development of healthy healing work cultures that result in the best places to give and receive care. We've engaged with healthcare leaders from across North America, and we are tired of seeing time, money, and resources wasted on change efforts that are not sustainable. In this podcast, we explore significant, reoccurring, and competing challenges faced by all healthcare leaders today using a brand new lens called polarity thinking, the missing logic in healthcare. You could say we represent the money ball of healthcare. We're here to expand your current thinking and challenge your reliance on problem-solving tactics. This is Tracy and Michelle. We're glad to be with you again today. What a special episode we have today. Yeah, it's a biggie. <laughs> yeah, it's been a biggie for us for how many years, Michelle? Like 20? Over 20. Over 20. Yeah, yeah today we're going to be talking about the uh, technology platform and practice platform polarity. And we have been at it for a long time. Yeah, as clinicians, yes. right? L- using technology at the yes. point of care. Uh, leading efforts nationally, uh, leading organizations in the implementation of electronic health record and professional practice platforms. And so we've got kind of a unique view on this one. We do. A lot of experience, really going back to the 90s and being on one of the first design teams for the electronic health record. Yeah. So we've really been all over the map on this one. (laughs) We have. And I think one of the things that we recognized early on is the need for intentional design mm-hmm. and that, you know, practice needed to drive the technology and not the technology drive the practice. It's a it's a, a relationship, right, an interdependent relationship. And you need both really to have that high quality care that you want to deliver, right, to be supported. And uh, so I think that's just, you know, we, we knew early on the nature of this relationship, even though we didn't know it was a polarity <laughs> when we first started, but we knew Right. They, were, they were important. Yeah. And we, because we had the experience with it. Right. Right. We, right. we had the experience in the paper yeah. before we got to this digital age. Right? right. When we were in paper, we were designing it, right, to function in a way that supported practice and captured the things that were necessary. So, yeah. And, and replicating it in different places across the country. Yeah. And taking it into the electronic health. Oh, record. yes. Yes. But you know what's happening now and why this is so important for today is it wasn't a standard back then. It was just emerging. We were the, I always like to say we were the generation. We were the pioneers that had to get out there and take those first, you know, the first step on the moon. <laughs> you know, that's what it felt like. They did. <laughs> All alone. <laughs> out there somewhere. That's right. That's right. And now when we step back and we look at the fact that almost you know, every healthcare system is on a technology platform, um, and it it gives you the opportunity to say what worked well and what has not worked well, and where are we in really leveraging 
this particular polarity. So are you ready to do a deep dive into it? I'm ready. Let's talk. Okay. So let's start um, and talk a little bit about um, the history and like how do we get where we are today. And as Tracy said, we started this journey, you know, in 1983, basically with a you know, with a idea of having standardization around a, a professional practice framework. And then that fast forward into the 90s and designing it into an electronic health record. But it was not until 2004 that it really became like, this is important for the nation. When President Bush at the time declared it the decade of healthcare technology. I remember we were all so excited because we saw that now we had some official awareness that we really started to, you know, we needed to move this technology side. What well, was endorsing what we were already doing. Exactly. <laughs> right? We have always been ahead of ourselves <laughs> due to our great leader, Bonnie Wasork. <laughs> so, and then in um, the other significant uh, event that happened is in 2008, the Triple AIM came out uh, with uh, Berwick and IHI and colleagues and they started to recognize that there was a connection that started to have, you know, happen. And a lot of that impacted practice with the patient experience and lowering the cost of healthcare and improving population health, which you, you have to have you know, practice and technology both involved with that. And then in 2009, the Accountable Care Act came out and with that, the High Tech Act under the Obama administration, which really kind of lit everything on fire with meaningful use in a rapid, rapid rollout of electronic health records, both in the hospital environment and the provider environment, which then led to a lot of, um, with a lot of undue stress of people working in those organizations and uh, the rise of clinician burden using the electronic health record, right? Because there was all the focus of getting these systems in. So in 2016, um, the 21st Century Cures Act came out, and in that particular uh, legislation, Congress called on the Office of the National Coordinator to address the lack of interoperability from all of this technology rollout and the clinician burden that has resulted. And then that led to 2018, the National Academy of Medicine starting an action coalition on uh, for clinician well-being and resilience, recognizing the clinician burden, a big contributor, was this electronic health record. And an article came out, a discussion paper that we will put in our show notes, uh, that is a National Academy of Medicine perspective paper called Care-Centered Clinical Documentation in the Digital Environment, Solutions to Alleviate Burnout. And so now it's front and center again, right? We've got all of these dynamic tensions moving back and forth between clinical practice and what clinicians need and dealing with all of the new technology, and there's a lot of tension around it right now, again. Well, yeah, and it, it really is, you know, fix the technology is what I hear, right? The technology is getting in our way, right? The technology is the problem. And so I think we're at risk, right? Yes. We're, we're at risk because yes. it's not just about fixing the technology, right? There are things to be addressed, for sure. Absolutely. Right, but it's not all about the technology. And so... Um, you know, I think we we are we can be at risk if we overfocus on one pole to the neglect of the other, and we did that a little bit with the technology, right? That's why we're experiencing the downside. Um, but there, you know, there was an equal accountability to, to have that practice intentionally designed within 
the technology, right? So there was just that unipolar focus. Um, so now it's a good opportunity to course correct. Yes. It's not about fixing. It's about course correcting, being in that dynamic dance, right, between the two, and really having a platform. And that's why we're talking about the technology and practice platforms today, because it is about a platform, um, you know, a, a, a structure, right, a framework to guide both poles, the technology pole and the practice pole. And uh, it's not, you know, technology isn't just about the widgets and practice isn't just about clinical documentation. I mean, there's a bigger picture here, which can make things a little bit complex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's healthcare, right? Everything's yep. complex. Um, but when we talk about the platform, I think a really great way to think about this is, you know, what we want to see is exponential growth. We, we want to see rapid change, right? Because we know the practice impacts the quality of care and the experience of care. And so we need to have a good practice platform and we want that to move expediently, right? As Absolutely. expediently as mm -hmm. we can. Um, and what we learned, if you think about technology, you think all the way back to the phone, right? And do you remember, like, I remember uh, party lines, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. My grandma telephone. had that. <laughs> exactly. Right. Rotary dial, you know, and um, like when you think way back to the phone, uh, you know, in the beginning of that, the, the brilliance in that technology is that there was a common, there was a platform that was initially established that provided the structure. And then everything that has come thereafter, all the way up to the devices we have today, really came from that platform, from that in initial structure. So that was just brilliance, right? And, uh, and that's why we have seen such exponential growth when it comes to that, that technology, right? Right, right. So when you think about that, um, you know, having that, that platform is what's happened with such great, you know, rapid growth, but we haven't had that on the practice side. And what we realize is we need to have that, right? So it's about having the same kind of platform on the practice side so we can grow all that practice level exponentially. So it's really kind of that structure that sits underneath. Um, and, and when we think about the technology platform, that's been establishing and maintaining that that technology, right, for digital health or, you know, we're kind of in that digital age. So we've moved from like that paper world <laughs> into the technology world where everything is technological and support of care and care mm -hmm. delivery, right, for the most part. Now, we were just at a conference where somebody said, you know, we don't have an electronic health record yet or we're not using a lot of that technology. So there's still pockets in the United there States is. that don't have it, right? Um, bless their souls. <laughs> <laughs> but then the practice platform is really, when we're talking about that, it's about establishing and maintaining an infrastructure for professional practice delivery, right, for yeah. all clinicians. And Tracy, going back to your um, telephone analogy of a platform, to have that exponential growth, um, you have to have standards. You have to have universal standards because that's what helps you grow. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's missing. That's why we're having interoperability issues. That's why, you know, many ways the technology is growing faster than the practice because, you know, look at the practice variation in our country today. So there's something big missing here, and we have a huge opportunity. All it means is, we can course correct if we start paying attention to this. Yeah, and I and I think we've had, you know, well, I know I've had experiences with this going into, you know, organizations with a standard, mm -hmm. right, with a uh, framework uh, and having organizations change it all up because they wanted it to be unique, 
to them, right? Yeah. So it's really yeah. hard yeah. when you have organizations that want the documentation or what they're implementing, right, from a, and I'm just talking from an EHR perspective at this point, um, to be, you know, oh, no, we have to change it because of this or we have to change it because of that. Well, it's hard to get to that standardized place where everybody's using that common platform and structure to support practice. So we've yeah. had experiences with yeah. that. I think that's a little bit about maybe. why we are where we are. <laughs> so, I, so I think, you know, maybe... Not only do we need a high tech act, we need a high practice act. Well, there we go. There okay, we go. Okay, here we All are. Right. There's another right. movement. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about who has to deal with this reality day in and day out. First, there's the healthcare leaders, right? They're accountable for the organizational strategy. They're the ones that hold the purse strings when it comes to finances and budgets. And again, so many experiences we can share of decisions made to implement electronic health records, spending millions and millions of dollars, but we can also tell you they don't always get the outcomes that they're expecting. So there's a lot of pressure, right, to make those decisions. And then also to, you know, they also have to be accountable to the regulation standards with this new way of, you know, delivering care and documenting care. And the whole implementation process, oh my gosh, the lessons around that are incredible. And some leaders are very knowledgeable and they're very engaged with the selection through the implementation process. And some um, are not that engaged. It's like there's really not this awareness how this particular tool is going to change everything. Um, Or that once we implement it, we're done. And that's the other misnomer. It never goes away, right? So so from a leadership um, perspective... A lot of lessons, I think, over the last decade, um, even more and more, have been gleaned from the technology and practice platform. And the clinicians, they're living it every day. I mean, they're, they are actually the end users of these tools and um, have seen the impact on their practice. And there's been, unfortunately, a lot of dissatisfaction when it comes to it because they feel like they're spending more time on their computer than caring for the patient. Um, and we actually have evidence of dissatisfaction and moral distress, but it's mixed in with a lot of positives because, you know, we, you and I have both talked to clinicians that when the computer goes down, well, they're, they're lost, they're lost, right? <laughs> they're not happy about that as well. So, oh yeah, I couldn't so even imagine both. like, you know, um, documenting everything that has to be documented in a paper structure at this point in time. Right. 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 So there, there are a lot of positives and it, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's made information more readily available. I mean, there's just a lot of really great things, but what do we tend to listen to? What, what are we hearing? Right. We're hearing the negative things and the, you know, the challenges that are being faced right now. So that's really what's most prominent in everybody's um, mind. Right. And, and rightly so, because we can't, you know, everything falls down. It seems like, you know, regulations are passed and, and that, that all comes out. Okay. Then how, it gets into the documentation and then, right. Then somebody has got to put it in. Who's going to put that information? The clinician, right? Yeah. Like, so it all comes down. And I think we just lose track of the enormity of everything, right. That get, that sits then on their shoulders. Yeah, the cons- so yeah, it's the hard. Consequent, the I feel for him, man. I do too. I feel for him. So, you know, uh, so this is a big challenge, right. And, uh, and we, you know, you want to look at it through a, like the whole lens, right? There's national, there's state, there's local. Um, there, there's a lot of ways to slice and dice this and look at it. And it's important to see the whole of it in all those different layers. And uh, we know we have to we have to be looking at it, um, you know, in that holistic 
lens, right? Both. We have to look at both and the interdependent relationship between these. And I think we tend to look at them independently, yeah, right? That's what we've done. And so if we want to uh, avoid sinking further down into these negative consequences, right, or continuing to experience them, we've got to do this course correction. We've got to look at what do we need to do on the practice side? And then what are the things we need to do to strengthen the technology pull as well? So we're going to talk a little bit first about kind of what we're experiencing. And we're going to start with the downside or the negative consequences um, that that we see in the literature, that we see in conversations, here in conversations that we're having with people at all different levels, right? National, local, state. And we're going to start with the technology platform uh, side of this polarity. And one of the things, um, you know, when we're over-focused on technology, right, to the neglect of of practice, the practice platform, here's what we're going to be experiencing. Here's what we're hearing, right? Um, We don't, there's a failure to obtain evidence-based information that's needed for practice. So it's not there, right? So the clinicians aren't supported to deliver evidence-based practice. Um, The disciplines are siloed in the electronic health record, or they work within their own discipline. So it's, um, you know, we don't have the interprofessional collaborative practice uh, represented in the documentation where we can't, we're not seeing what we need to see to foster that collaboration with each other. So we're still working independent of each other. Maybe I got my own tab, right? <laughs> Go to my own spot. Um, and it's just not integrated in a way that's helpful to patients, families, and clinicians. Uh, the take the technology takes the human touch out, out of it or puts it at risk, right? So I'm spending mm-hmm. more time with my face in the computer screen than I am facing my patient or my family that I'm caring for and talking mm-hmm. to them, right? Uh, so, you know, for some, that's a, a real challenge and a, a downside that they're experiencing. And then practice gets dictated by regulatory or documentation requirements. So I got all these boxes to check, all this stuff to put in, and I'm missing some of the other aspects of care that are important to capture, right? Or connections with the patient to capture their story or different things yeah. right? that are also equally important. So it becomes burdensome just well, documenting regulatory requirements. Yeah, and that's a big um, that's a big reason they're experiencing moral distress is because it's being dictated by those regulations built in. And when you know you have to make judgments in practice and you have to take that the patient and their whole story into perspective. So yeah. Yeah. It's a tension, right? It they is. feel on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. So what really what this is calling for, uh, Tracy and I believe at a national level is a call for course correction, right? It's not dropping the technology. It's really important. It's never going to go away. But a course correction in making that practice platform strong. So what are the positive outcomes and what does that look like? Well, number one, evidence-based practice would be supported, right? You would have the latest information that that clinician needs when they are providing care in the workflow. I don't have to go out and look for it. You know, it's just like in the old days where you had to run down the hall and grab the book off the shelf to look up, you know, how to do something. <laughs> um, and then that now we have the EHR, but it's to really be the optimal practice. It would be well intuitively designed in the workflow. So I have that latest evidence. Right at their fingertips. Right at their fingertips, exactly. And also care would be truly interprofessional if we had a strong practice platform and all the disciplines could work collaboratively together. And um, I actually uh, wrote an article about this, and we'll put it in the show notes, about how technology can be a tool for enhancing collaborative practice if it's designed to support 
you know, um, individual scope of practice and integrated scope of practice. So you really can have this collaborative experience and um, that it also supports that whole humanistic you know, approach to practice. That we have practice that does not lose the patient. It's very person-centered and it's ongoing. It's not episodic, right? It really is reflective of the practice and of the patients that we're caring for. And lastly, um, it's, it's really designed to um, support our professional expertise. And we can really practice at a very high level. And the documentation requirements um, are really there to help serve us and the patients that we care for. Yeah. Well, and you know, if if we overfocus there, right? So we can we can course correct to the extreme. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. We can swing over here, right, and just focus on this. And and uh, if we do that, right, and we and we take our eye off of what we need to do to strengthen the technology side, uh, there's a downside to that. So what that looks like then is we're unable to distribute evidence based information in an efficient manner. So we don't have the technology right to support that. Uh, the other is there's a lack of technology to improve care, care delivery. Um, and the technology that's needed to support daily work process is not there. Mm -hmm. And then we're unable to capture, right, the care efficiently and or measure. So we lose the data. So it's that interdependent nature, right? We have to have the technology in support. So if we don't do the things we need to do to strengthen that, we won't have these things. Right, right, right. And... You know, even with all of this angst and all of this focus on clinician burden, we all know technology is really good, yes. right? There are amazing upsides to the technology platform. And uh, first and foremost, that it, it can deliver needed information to those providing care, you know, from, ne from near and afar, because we have the technology to really help support that. And it can support the integration of care across the continuum, you know, um, that it can be accessible so that even with, you know, telehealth or I have inpatient care, then outpatient care because of the technology, I can really integrate that care across the continuum. And it enhances each step of a clinician's daily workflow and work processes. You know, if I can make it so much easier than the days when we didn't have technology, you know, and we have only paper to rely on, and uh, it can efficiently capture care and associated data. So back to that data, um, it can capture it for us, right? Mm -hmm. No more retrospective quality events. You know, <laughs> we, can, we can look at data in the moment. We can look at patterns of data. So that technology is really important to do that. Yeah. Well, and that clinical decision support, right? Alerts and different things like yes. that to cue us in, right? right? And if we're documenting uh, collaboratively together, it can reduce duplication, repetition. Like there's just lots of benefits, right? Uh, from using the technology in a way. And so it comes back to the intentional design. It does. Right. And, and, uh, and, so while we've over-focused there, I mean, I can just imagine the tension as a leader. You know, you've implemented an electronic health record. It's cost you millions to billions of dollars. And then we have these challenges, right? So I'm just like thinking, wow, like, but the, the good news is, you know, action steps can be taken to strengthen it. And, uh, and that's what this is about. It's about simultaneous action. It's about moving forward in a vigilant manner monitoring both, stepping back to say, what is going to move us forward from a technology perspective? 
And how do we strengthen the practice at the same time and create that practice platform, right? Yeah. So that nationally, right, we can move forward and exponential, you know, growth in this, in the way that these two are supporting uh, each other and where we really want to go with healthcare uh, delivery. So it's seeing the interdependent nature of the two. And as we make changes in the technology, keeping the practice, right, platform in our in front of us, right? So that we're we're making the changes simultaneously and doing both at the same time. Yeah, it's a critical um, tension to manage to actually move from last in quality indicators in the world to to the best. So yeah. well, it's leveraging. Right, we need yeah. to leverage it and uh, and think about it in a in a in a bigger way, right? In a bigger picture. And we're at risk. We're just at risk for the mm-hmm. fix it mentality. Like this is not a problem. Right. Right. This is not a problem. This is a polarity. So it's not going to be fixed. It's never going to go away. We have to leverage both and we have to keep both in mind whenever we're, you know, whenever we're focused on the practice, we need to be thinking about the technology. How is this going to impact that and vice versa? Right. Yeah. Or we're never going to get to that sustainable place. So um, so let's talk about some of those action steps then. And I'll, I'll start with the practice side of things. And, um, you know, really thinking about, you know, the whole practice platform. And uh, so when we think about action steps that we can take to strengthen the practice platform, one of the things is to have that evidence-based content to support the individual integrated scopes of practice. So, you know, that's what helps us be competent individually and as an interprofessional team. So we need to have that evidence-based content available, and, uh, and we need to focus on having that and knowing what forms that needs to take. The other is provide time for interprofessional team to really integrate that evidence information into the workflow and design to meet clinical and, you know, patient needs. And, uh, you know, that's really important too. Uh, it's, uh, you, you have to have time away from the bedside, right, to, to do this kind of work collectively, to think about what do we need, how does this impact all of us, not just one of us, and it's just that whole um, you know, investment, but the return is yes, significant, yes. right? But you got to make some investments on the front end and bring people together. The other is like strong partnership infrastructures. And and that's not just in one realm. That's, you know, practice, technology, quality, you know, in organizations that I've been in uh, when they're implementing the ele- the electronic health record, when they have structures in place where they bring these uh, stakeholders from these different with these different perspectives together, that's when it really begins to sing, right? Because you're thinking about all aspects. You've got the whole, you've got the whole picture in front of you, and you're intentionally moving forward in uh, concert with each other, uh, not along parallel tracks, right? With right. different thoughts, but you're really integrating. You're thinking about this in a holistic way. So those are really, really important, and to have those ongoing meetings um, to really, um, you know foster that relationship with each other and the understanding each other's perspectives, you know, and because it all matters. It does. Right. It all matters. Um, And then providing point of care tools and methodologies to clarify patient values and uniqueness. So, you know, in those tools, it's, it it is about every, everybody's unique. (laughs) Every situation's different. Right. And we need methodologies and tools to really help to kind of really bring out what are the patient's values what are the things that are unique about them? How are we modifying care to serve those unique needs? Mm-hmm. Yep, those are all great action steps. And we also can take action steps to you know, keep the technology platform really strong as well. And the first one is just to clarify the benefits and the limitations of the technology itself, right? So it's everything has, you know, 
has a maximum endpoint of what it can do, and we need to understand what that is. And, um, and you know, we've seen technology used for different things that wasn't designed for what it was supposed to be used for. So if we want to strengthen it, we really have to clarify the benefits and the limitations both. We also need to engage users to understand the technology and their ability to influence and or modify the design, purpose, and functionality of the tool. This is a big one. Users have to be engaged with the process, right? They're the ones delivering the services. And to make the technology the best it can be, we have to have user input. And, and it's just critical to, um, to really help with that design process and improve the, function, the functional ability as we go along as well. And then also on this one, we have to create the strong partnership infrastructures as well. So just like practice, we have to bring technology, practice, quality together. And I really want to stress, Tracy, that this, the ongoing aspect of this because we also see implementation focus of bringing people together, but we know that to keep the technology strong and the practice strong, those infrastructures need to be in place. And what do we know about polarities? Is if it's an action step on one pole and the other pole, it needs to be a priority one. So putting those inf partnership infrastructures in place is really important. And then, you know, to really make the technology the best, we sort of have to teach people how to use it. <laughs> and, you think? Yeah, think. And, um, you know, sometimes this gets cut from the budget or not put in the budget of how to really, really make sure they know how to use that technology as it is to, you know, is to be designed and could, so it's really functioning at its best level. Because if the clinicians don't know about it, it's not going to be a strong practice. Right. Well, and I think, too, long. it's leveraging the technology, you know. I think there's uh, different layers to that. There's using it. Yes. But then there's, like, leveraging it. So when I think about how people sometimes feel like they're spending all their time with their face in the computer and not with a, with a patient, like, I was always very intentional, you know, how I leveraged the technology when I was in the room with the patient and how I would go back and forth and how I actually just invited them, right, to tell me, hey, if you feel like at any point I'm not giving you the attention you need, please tell me, right? Like, so so it's about how I engage with the technology as well as how I use it, right? Right, absolutely, yep. yeah. And those things I know, <laughs> very rarely covered <laughs> in my experience and, you know, as I've been a part of those uh, kinds of uh, processes. Um, now, the other thing is, right, so we gotta, we've got to be vigilant. Now, we're way in the downside uh, in the technology right now. When you see the reports and you listen to people talk about it, right, we kind of miss the early warning signs, I think. <laughs> but there, there were some. I'm yes. sure there were some, right? And we've identified a few that we think, you know, uh, in our experience have happened or would be valuable for people to pay attention to. Um, and so for the technology, some early warning signs would be, you know, the timelines for activation of upgrades are all about the technology and not about the practice. So, you know, whether you're doing an upgrade or whether you're doing an implementation, the emphasis is on the technology part of it, not on what are we doing to support the practice piece of this, right? Mm -hmm. So for, you know, upgrading something, modifying something, what does that mean to practice, right? That just doesn't happen. So you hear those kinds of things or you see all the money or all the emphasis is over here, right, on the technology. The other is heavy modification or deconstruction of evidence-based content integration, which I alluded to earlier, yeah. right? 
when you go in and you've brought a standardized way, right, uh, uh, a framework or a way to do the documentation or it's pre-configured and people start to take it apart one piece at a time, then you, that's a sign, right, that you're headed in a, in a wrong way. <laughs> and then uh, no money in the budget to support proper education or support the users and the practice changes. So, you know, the money went to the education for the technology and there wasn't anything left for education and the practice side and what this was going to mean for the clinicians. So those are some early warning signs that say, mm, we might be a little bit over-focused. Warning, warning, mm -hmm. warning. Yeah. Danger, Will Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we also have early warning signs if we are um, over-emphasizing practice, right, at the neglect or expense of technology. And um, so we might hear you know, comments that this technology is just not good for clinicians or patients, right? And um, and we're just low interest in even wanting to learn about it because I, I care more about my practice and how I've always done it. That's a big one, mm -hmm. how I've always done it, right? Yeah. And that the users do demand that, tech, uh, that the technology doesn't change what they've always known, right? So that's why sometimes they can't even open their eyes of what technology can do for them. So when they start saying things like that, that's an early warning sign as well. And then if you hear comments that, you know, this technology, it's, it's, it's just going to dictate the way I give care, and um, I'm going to lose my connection with the patient. Pay attention to that because it's an early warning that it's not, you know, the technology is not, also being considered of how it can really help achieve that greater purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all about me and how I want to do things. That's right. right? And That's I don't right. want it to change. <laughs> I like how I'm doing it right now. Yeah, so, you know, um, when we think about this and leveraging this um, polarity and these two poles and this interdependent relationship between the two, I mean, ultimately, what we're trying to strive towards is to achieve that, you know, that sustainable, right, safe, efficient, person-centered quality care. I mean, really, the practice and the technology together, mm -hmm. that's where we want to get to. And we mm -hmm. want to experience that, and we want to have it be sustainable over time. That's that's our GPS, right, our greater purpose for leveraging this, uh, this um, polarity to begin with. And, of course, our deeper fears, if, if we drop into the downside of both of these, right, if we don't give or don't put in place the things that are going to help us have strong practice platform and a strong technology platform, we'll end up in the downside of both. And then that leads us to unsafe, inefficient, it's not person-centered, right, uh, and it's very poor quality care. And that's obviously what we want to avoid. That's right. right. Don't want to go down there. Don't want to hit that. Nope, nope. So what are... Um... What are some great summary points, I think, to take away from today's podcast is, first of all, technology is never going away, right? So we have arrived. We have we're arrived. Not going backwards. We are the generation. <laughs> and, um, you know, we're always, we're always going to have to need to leverage both a technology platform and a practice platform. And we have to be vigilant in monitoring the interdependency between these two and pay attention to where it is in the organization. Pay attention to opportunities to also strengthen it. Um, you know, there may be events of even changing EHR systems where maybe you could reevaluate it or there could be um, other opportunities in asking that question, well, if we make a change here, how would that impact you know, either one of these, the technology or the practice um, polarity. 
And lastly, you will not achieve safe, efficient care if this polarity is not well managed, and it can have very negative impact on clinicians and on care. So it's a significant one to be leveraging. Oh, it is. It is, it is. And, and really, like you said, this isn't going anywhere. So we've got to deal with it, right? Yep. <laughs> and I think the other thing is, um, one of the things I would say is, we covered a lot of stuff today, right? This is this is a pretty significant polarity in healthcare, and uh, and so I, I guess what we would encourage you to do as listeners is just to be a little bit reflective on what are you experiencing in your organization, right? Are you experiencing these downsides? To what extent are you experiencing them? Um, and so just think about that and, uh, and think about have you, you know, if you haven't experienced the downside of either of these as we've described them, maybe there's some other signs of it, um, but are you experiencing any of the early warning signs, right? Are you on the verge of sliding down into the downside of either one of these poles? As we, you know, we've been experiencing the downside of technology. That's what's in the literature. But, you know, somebody could be in the downside of practice. I mean, we don't, yeah. we don't know. You know, it's not the, you know, it's not what we hear the most about right now. That's, that's true. <laughs> but, right, we have to be open to know that people are having different experiences. Um and, you know, there have been negative consequences as a result of this rapid implementation of the EHR. And, uh, and it does relate to the satisfaction and the burden. And it is worrisome, mm -hmm. right? It's very worrisome. Mm -hmm. So actions do need to be taken. And we just need to strengthen, right, uh, these poles and uh, improve the design of the, uh, you know, the technology and how we're, you know, the things that are supporting us in the delivery of the practice and the care for patients and, and just doing that simultaneously is what's really, right, significant. Uh, so just be thinking about this. How are you doing that? What are you engaged in? Um, you know, are, are you involved anywhere, nationally, regionally, locally? You know, how are you involved in understanding this dynamic, right? And uh, what are you bringing to the table around yeah. that as a and, leader? And uh, what are you bringing from a polarity lens as far as managing this? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, the other thing that I was just, you know, thinking about as we were talking today is, you know, um, the polarity assessment for um, practice and technology platform. And, you know, there is a way to assess this and we do have an assessment for that. Um, and, you know, whether you're implementing or you're upgrading or you're changing, you know, your platform, it's a great opportunity to stop and evaluate where are we in uh, leveraging this, this polarity and, uh, and then really to step back and look at your strategies for both polls and uh, what kind of early warning systems do you have in place to know, right, that you've overemphasized. So just something for you to think about. Um, and if you're interested in engaging with us around exploring using an assessment to evaluate where you're at, you know, you, you can reach out to us on our uh, Missing Logic website, and uh, we'd be happy to chat with you about that. So I think uh, anything else so we want to? that about wraps right, up two decades of... <laughs> Two decades of work and, reali oh. and realization and observations from both, you know, local, regional, and national levels. Yeah. And, and we really look forward to continuing the conversation in our upcoming episodes about what different people are doing to strengthen these polls or what they're doing to evaluate, you know, uh, the situation that's out there both, you know, locally, regionally, nationally. So we're going to be having lots more conversations about this, and we look forward to that. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.
Thanks for tuning in today. If you found our conversation insightful or helpful, please share this episode with others you think might benefit. Also, go out to iTunes and rate the show and share a review because we really like those positive ones. Wink, wink. You can access today's show notes and downloads at www.missinglogic.com forward slash podcast. If you want to learn more about polarities in healthcare or how you might manage them in your organization, you can contact us for a free consultation. Just go to our website at www.missinglogic.com.